can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. I'm, I, I like this olive salad a lot, but it's too much oil if you don't, um, if you don't apply it correctly. I guess then you just dump a bunch of oil all over your spaghetti. Did you dump oil all over your spaghetti? I'm trying not to. I'm trying to get the olive salad without all the extra oil. Because like I just told you, it's like it's like jardinier peppers. You know, like you get them in the jar and it's... Mm. But this is olive salad. Can't you scoop them out and just let them sit on a paper towel for like a second? I could do that, but then we would be even later than we already are now. Because you have your priorities straight and olives come before podcasts. Listen, if I do the podcast hungry, then it's just all over the place and I cannot concentrate. It's just not good for anybody. We all know how that goes. So I got to eat, man. I am I am a person. All, all you people that like, oh, hey, you know what? We should start the show, right? Because I was just about to address, <laughs> address the people that might be listening. So, hey, this is Andrea Nanini wow. and you're listening to the Talking Pools podcast. What's up, co-host? <laughs> And I am Rudy Stankowitz, and I don't know what's going on on the other end here today, but it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what, it starts out with purple and pink and green striped hair and blue and blue. So I don't know what's going on there. She looks like, I don't know, somebody chewed up a box of crayons and threw up on her head. (sighs) Oh, thanks. I'm. I, I guess that means it looks good. <laughs> no, uh, we call this. What else could that mean? <laughs> we call this galaxy hair. Um, I did do it myself. I guess you could go with like unicorn because I don't know. Well, anyway, back to the olive salad. I was just gonna say Crayola. No. Crayola. Actually, it, it looks good. It Thank does. you. It looks good. I did. Well, it, it was a whole thing. It matches your mic. No, it does actually. Cool. It does. It yeah. matches. Yeah, yeah. There I'm you glad go. it came out. So. But I was just going to say to people, no, 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 let me finish what I was saying. I don't understand how people don't eat during the day. Like, like I get it. Some people are like, oh, no, because then I feel real heavy and, uh, you know, then I have no energy and I can't go clean pools after eating a Philly cheesesteak. And I get it, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't get it because <laughs> that's me. I'm eating the Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> 
I don't eat during the day. Not much, not often. And when I was doing pool service, well, actually, when I was doing pool service, I did stop and get lunch, but it wasn't really a great lunch. I'd usually grab a hot dog from a hot dog cart, or something a, like, or like that. Or like a Circle K drink. rolling hot dog. Or wait, that's 7-Eleven. No, you know, could not do that. It depends. Some of them look like beef jerky. <laughs> They've been there for a while. But I do drink shit tons of coffee, probably two, three pots over the course of a day. So I'm full. Even while you were cleaning pools? While I was drinking pools. You know what? It's a rookie move. If you think you drink coffee and you can't. You said drinking pools. Yeah, even when I was drinking pools. (laughs) You you said it. (laughs) Don't. First, he drinks the pools and then he skims the surface. First, he drinks the pools and then he skims the surface. Drink the butt water. See what she does to me? So even on the hottest of days, (laughs) mid-August in Florida... Yeah, I'm out there drinking a cup of coffee as I go around cleaning pools. Because if you cannot drink coffee when it's 100 degrees out, you're a coffee drinking rookie. I do like a coffee while I like, because I'll go to Starbucks or I'll go to like a local coffee shop. I found a couple of those. Um, But uh, I'll do it in the morning, but I can't, I don't like to eat. um, I don't like to eat and then have a hot drink. I need like a cold drink. But I see, I eat. I buy a, I buy lunch. I don't eat breakfast. So like I'll get something. I'll wait till like nine or whatever. I'll find a place that will let me order lunch for breakfast and I'll get the sandwich and I'll eat a couple bites, go do a pool, eat a couple bites, you know, save it for a couple hours. Who said I eat breakfast? And I too don't like to eat and then have something hot to drink. So therefore, being that I like coffee, I choose not to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. It's very simple. This this boy is, is caffeinated and has been since he was 12. Yeah, I usually do a coffee until about 11 or 12 unless I'm really hungry. Then that's when I that's when I'll go to like the cuz there's a couple of places that open early that will give you lunch. like there's a taco truck that opens at 6:30 that will give you tacos and like yeah. So yeah. I came upon it very honestly just to be truthful with you. When I was young, We didn't have much money, so I'd have to go to work to bring in money. And at that young age, 11, 12 years old, there's not much you can do. So I went to the corn farms of Long Island, which, by the way, is the best corn in the entire world. Well, corn fields, corn farm. It's a farm that grows corn. Anyway, which is the best best corn in the entire world, by the way. I'm from Illinois, and I will dispute that. Dispute it all you like. It's fact. It's in the dictionary. Look I don't it up. Think so. so, in fact, in the Guinness Book of Good Tasting Corn, <laughs> Long Island is right there, number one. Anyhow, I used to get dropped off early in the morning before the sun came up, and it was cool in those mornings, especially in the spring. So, my dad would drop me off, and he would always stop at the coffee truck on the way to his job. So, I would grab a cup of coffee as well. I started doing it just to keep my hands warm. And of course, you know, you have the cup, so you might as well sip it. So I started sipping coffee and I worked at that farm picking corn for four years. They started me out at 10 cents a bushel. I still remember it's 55 years to a bag. And it got to the point where I could pick more bushels of corn in an hour than the hourly rate was. So they had to change me over to the hourly rate, which was like $2 and 15 cents an hour or something like that. And either case, but yeah, but we ended up, we hated 
Well, it was it was kind of a cool place because the place was out there in Quorum. It was forever and a day old, and there was a Revolutionary War cemetery on site through the woods that behind one of the historic houses that you could find, which we stumbled across, which was really, really cool. But we'd be out there in the fields and we ended up hating this guy for, I don't even remember why. I think he started playing games with our money, but it took like four years or so. And in the winter months, I would cut firewood at the same place. But then we actually would sit out there in the field and we would all chant scorn, scorn, f*** your corn, scorn, scorn. I know, seriously, it got like that. That's where... That is where I learned the trick about keeping crows away. So what would happen is, is that obviously crows would attack the cornfields because they wanted the corn. So what we did was we took a couple of dead crows that we found <laughs> that just happened to have holes in, they had holes in them, but we found Ew. them and they were just like that. I promise. I don't know. I was 12. So, and we painted them white and hung them upside down oh my God. from stakes. So that way, when the other crows flew in, they would think the field was haunted and those were crow ghosts. Very effective. I, you know. You don't have to believe that it worked. I don't really believe, Do believe that it happened. That it is a true story. Oh, no. It happened. I was welcome there. To, and welcome back to Tall Tales with Rudy Stankowitz. This is also the time where I learned that you should not pee on an electric fence. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I feel like I can stop eating now for a few minutes. For a few minutes. It should tide you over. You think you got enough carbs in your system to make it through the podcast without stopping again to eat or you don't know? Yeah, I should be good now. So I found out, oh, you know what? I just wanted to say something. And I'm. I, you reminded me of this because I wanted to tell you that something I really, really appreciate, especially with this new company that I've um, been working for, it's not so new anymore, which is great. I passed the probation period. Ayo. But what I like, what's what really makes me happy is I go to these pools, you know, they they could send me to a pool that I've never been to, like like um, like this new square one that I told you about. That's got all the glass tile, the green and gold one with the uh, vac de, the vacuum de filter. Right. So, I was going to tell you about that, but what I like about this company is that I can call them and be like, "Hey, what's the volume of this pool?" Because for whatever reason, I, you know, I don't even need to give them one, and they know the volume of the pool. You would think that that was normal. You would think that. Uh, the, the last company I worked for looked at me like I had seven heads if I asked them that question, and I would never get an answer, and I would have to try and calculate it myself, which you know is doable, but uh, that takes time away from actually doing my job, which I guess- Not always accurate, though, because you've accurate. had some wild-shaped pools, and, and remember, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, a couple of months ago, was it months ago or weeks ago- Anyway, recently, recently, mm-hmm. we did an episode on how to calculate gallonage chemically using bicarb. Correct, and that was helpful, except for it is time-consuming um, because it, it does take like a 24-hour period, right? And that's not always popular. No, not 24 hours, maybe four uh, hours. Well, even still, you still n- – n- going back to a pool four hours later is not uh, – No, I get a- it to a good work day. But anyways, yeah, so I really appreciate the fact that I can call 
and ask and they have the answer for me. It's fantastic. Because somebody's already done it. Well, that's a good sign. Well, that means two things. One, they're on top of their game. But number two, they've had their accounts for a while. They're not having a lot of turnover. Right. See, the uh, another a company that doesn't know the gallonage, either they just t- never stopped to measure it, which I don't or understand. Or they don't care. Or they go through a ton of pool customers. So it just gets away from them that they just can't keep up with calculating the gallonage of each pool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know specifically which one of those things that it is. It could be one of all of them, depending on. But like I said, coming from, um, you know, a person in my pers- in my position's perspective, just being able to have that information and so quickly too, and not to get being and not to get told like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. Just throw in whatever. Like, okay, no, it's great. I love it. So anyway, that brings me to my point is, um. So I was at that pool today and I needed to add stabilizer because it was zero. And Hmm. so I called the office to ask, (laughs) I called them to ask, you know, what the volume was so that I could see if I, first of all, if I even had enough. So this pool is 175,000 gallons. Did you also ask them when the last time stabilizer was added? I did not ask them that, but I did say before I add the stabilizer, do you want me to add all of this or do we like know that it has a leak and you don't want me to waste all of this freaking chemical? Um, So I got to go ahead to just go ahead and add it to the pool. So I did that and I'm going to go back and check, not tomorrow, probably on Thursday um, and test the cyanuric acid level. When did you add it? This morning. Yeah, Thursday is going to be too soon. You're going to have to do it next week. Next week. And then, so, okay, so that's what I was thinking too then. But what if it's leaking? So that's going to mean that I'm going to show up to probably no stabilizer next week if it's leaking. No, that's not true because chances of it going through 175,000, you yes. said? 175,000 gallons of water in a week is I added not 40 pounds of stabilizer realistic. today. Well, yeah, but even if you have a leak, so it'll be less than it's supposed to be based off of what you dosed it with. But you said you had zero. So next week, if you go back, if you have any stabilizer level, now you know that it has a leak. If it wasn't enough to bring you to where you wanted it to be. Right. That's what I was thinking. Or what you calculated it. But you're saying to to Thursday's too soon. I won't get an accurate reading. I'm saying it won't be completely dissolved. Most likely it won't. And then the other thing is is you have a- 100% it won't be. Never mind. So you said it has, it's a a vacuum DE filter. So it's a gravity drain. It has a surge pit. Did you, normally what we would do is we would add the cyanuric acid into a stocking and hang it over the edge. But 40 pounds is a lot. So what did you do? Did you just dump it in there? Well, at first I did- at first, I started dumping some in, and then I was like, "This isn't going to work out." So I decided what I was going to do. So I had I vac I had my um my Riptide, and I had an extra hammerhead bag. So I went ahead and just like there there was nothing like there's nothing in the pool like there's no la- like the landscaping is far enough away, so there's not really a bunch of debris on the bottom. So I just kind of vacuumed up what I had thrown in there because I realized it's not going to dissolve. Like you said, it's cold water. And even if I, it does have skimmers, but those are gravity fed into the tank. So I'm going to run into the same problem. So I vacuumed up what, what I did, what I, what I had sprinkled out. And then I took that off and I put the rest of my 40 pounds in that hammerhead bag and I just let it sit. 
I hung it over the. I stuck that's, the. I took the. That's a good. That's a good well, choice. I took the, the drawstring like of the hammerhead bag and I kind of like weighed it down with the skimmer lid because they're stone skimmer lids. They're actually really heavy, so it's kind of just like hooked over until it dissolves. I'm not a fan of the just dumping it into the surge pit because it's just going to set at the bottom anyway. And the circulation at the bottom of a surge pit is usually lousy. So it would maybe it would take forever and a day to dissolve. However, the way that you ended up adding it, that's pretty clever because obviously you need a pretty big bag for a pool that size to hold a decent amount. So kudos to you. I like it. Thank you. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. So let me ask you this. Are you familiar with Water Hammer? Did he ever wrestle the rock in the WWF? <laughs> Can you smell WWE character. The taco truck <laughs> is cooking. Iguana mama. Okay. So, no, not the wrestler, but the hydraulic phenomenon that can occur in plumbing if you bring the water to a dead halt. Are you familiar I've with that? I've heard that term, but that explanation was never associated with it for me. So, what was it? What All happens? right. So, I want to talk a little bit about that. Well, let's take a look at the plumbing with a valve in the first place. So, if you have plumbing with the valve closed and it's under pressure, right? Uh -huh. Even with the water running, it becomes static. 
it doesn't really move and it doesn't tend to strain the valve or the plumbing. The worst thing that can happen if you have a valve completely closed when the water's under pressure is that it could, it could result in discharge cavitation, which is something that we've not gone into that deeply just yet. So you're talking about if if I were to have a pump running and I were to close the return, is that what you're talking about? Well, all the returns. Well, you, yeah. yeah. If I were to stop the flow of water back to the pool by closing the returns, that's not deadheading the pump. That's that would be from the suction side. Well, it would be deadheaded, but the problem that it would create would not be on the valve or the plumbing. It's important to understand that it's not going to increase in pressure. It will only be have as much pressure as it has. What can happen though is because you're trying to force water into a place it just can't go, it just can't fit, you can start to cavitate in the pump, just like vacuum cavitation when you restrict the flow of water to the pump, you're, you're stopping the surge of water, you're stopping the flow of water on the discharge end. So that would be what would happen if it was completely closed. Now, when the valve is open, the water flows through the pipe, there's no problem hydraulically. Obviously, chemistry can still screw things up, but that's not what we're talking about here. So that's not an issue. However, if you were to bring that water to an abrupt stop, that's where there's a problem. The sudden stop and flow can actually create a surge that attempts to send the water back to where it came from. So if I close all the returns and then turn off the pump. No. Close those pump would have to still be running. And then I close the suction? Well, if you close the, if you shut off the valve, if you shut the valve off on the pressure side before you turned off the pump, you would, that would be bringing it to an abrupt close. And that would then stop the water from moving forwards. We understand that because the valve was closed and cause it to want to surge back to where it came from. But the problem is it's in a pipe that's filled with water, so it can't really surge back to where it came from. So it smashes so in that into scenario, itself. It smashes into itself. Like exactly. So it gets jammed up like a traffic jam, right? Can you imagine like a 18 car pileup on the highway? So the water kind of goes through that and it causes this huge shock wave to travel the entire length of the pipe. Now, this is actually a somewhat violent tremor which will head toward the source and then come back again. And what happens then is it hits that valve with much more intensity, which can blow apart the valve or can actually blow apart the plumbing. So this is why whenever we speak about valves, the most important thing is to always make sure that you shut the pump off before you move the valve handle, before you move the position of the valve. Now, I know you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, I've done that before and nothing I've happened. done it before, and it's- I've had uh, the whole plumbing system shake because it, like, yeah. cr- like I've seen it sounds like there's rocks in there. Like, did I just suck up something? And Yeah, so is that what that was? That's good to know. That's what that was. And in a worst-case scenario, it could have blew that plumbing apart. Hmm. And you could have been hit with PVC shrapnel. Now, I'm going to say something because I know that there are people out there that are going, and like you just said, I've I've done that before. I've never had a problem. I've been doing that before. I've never had a problem. Well, my question mm-hmm. to you is, 
if you got pulled over for speeding, would you tell the police officer, well, I speed here every day and I've never been pulled over before? I, I think you probably could. What would they do? <laughs> They're not going to give you another ticket. It's not I, serious, I mean, if you're ticket. a smart ass, I don't know why you're it's pulling me over and none of the other cops Of the have. ticket is what my point was, sir. Well, no, it's not going to get you out of the Just because you've done it before and had no problem doesn't mean it's not going to happen to you. Exactly. And this holds true for so many different things that we do because you can even apply it to the different chemicals. I've had a lot of people say, well, I've had Cal Hypo get wet and it's not ignited. I believe you. But the risk is there. The potential is there. And it's not going to be like that every time. And one of the times now you're getting this false sense of security, it's going to come back to bite. Mm-hmm. So then you get lazy. Like you said, in a best case scenario, you move the valve handle while the water's running and you'll see the pipes jump. It's scary. In a worst case scenario, in a worst case scenario, you can completely blow that plumbing apart. Even brand new plumbing. You'll blow it, you could blow it apart and the valve as well. So that's why we never move the valve handle while the pump is running. That was actually happening to me today now that now that I think about it. Because I was trying to figure out which which was the cleaner suction and which was the drain suction. So I was like, you know, just manipulating the valve all willy-nilly and then with the pump uh-huh. running. I'm so, not proud of it now. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Well, now I'm going to. Thank you. I didn't know that was a thing. I was, I was, I thought that that could happen. And this is going to make me sound dumb. So don't, don't let it. I thought that that could happen if you close the return side. It is on the return side. If you have one valve that goes <laughs> to all you your return lines, it's not dumb at all. Huh? It's not, it's not dumb oh. at all. It's the water on the pressure side that we're talking about. No, I just meant that I thought. Right. Can it happen on the suction side as well? <sighs> sure. But not as likely. Oh, okay. What? No, I was just saying, I thought what you're saying is if I close, if I have the pump running and I have one valve that closes all the returns back to the pool, that same thing can happen. Okay, yes. good. All right. Then I wasn't crazy. Of course you're not. <laughs> at least, at least not when it comes to that. <laughs> so anyway thank you so much we appreciate everybody definitely and listen before we do go i just want to say one thing did you mute yourself no i didn't mute myself okay. but my daughter just came home from school and decided she's gonna slam the door hey can everybody quiet mm-hmm. please because that's what little girls do that's she slammed her bedroom door and my front door. I don't know what her problem is. Um, anyway, on that note, so thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate it, everybody. Hey, I wanted to say oh. I I do too, but I wanted to, I wanted to say one How more thing. I'm not interrupting. You? Technically, <laughs> technically, your daughter interrupted the whole thing. So, she, like mother, like daughter, you know what they say: the tree doesn't fall too far from the nut. I'm not sure. So that's anyway, saying. it's close <laughs> enough. What I wanted to say is, you know what? We're about to begin another season, 2023. We don't know what to expect. We're all hoping that things are much smoother. I just wanted to say that I've been in your shoes, not so much with the mess you've been dealing with. You guys are like rock stars with that. But starting a business, it is definitely a hard thing. Mm -hmm. You made a decision that a lot of people are afraid to make. And you were probably a little bit 
afraid yourself. And you may have even had people who told you, don't do it. But you went ahead and you did it. And to me, running a business is a lot like having a baby. Most of the time, it just eats and shits and it stays up all night screaming. But there are those moments where it smiles and it looks at you and it's cute. And that's what I need you to do is I need you to stop and just take a look back at everything you've accomplished and how you grew that kid to the point that it is today. And it can wipe its own ass. Because you've done a lot. And you've done a really good job and you should be proud of yourself no matter what. And I appreciate you all tuning in with us each week to listen. So until next time, be good, be safe. And that has been Daily Affirmations with Rudy Smalley. Just kidding. Anyway, listen to our... (laughs) You not get that reference? Stuart Smalley? No. Oh, my God. The mouse? No, that's Stuart Little. You No, Stuart Smalley. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, go look it up. Um, Whatever. Go listen to our other shows. We have other shows with other hosts, with other topics, and good stuff over all over the place. So, anyway, that's it for me. And if you can't check out our show and you're ever down in the West Palm area, Andrea is now selling weeds. So, stop by (laughs) her house. She'll hook you up. Oh, my God. You're going to get me arrested, bro. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 